Yellow, guys, it's me, it's James. Oh, baby, you're probably thinking, what did it this happen two weeks ago or something? You are correct. Hey, guys, a couple things. One, we're going out of town again. Wowzers. Ooh, baby. Very close to the last one. But I had originally planned, like, hey, we'll have enough stuff to be able to get through the next time we go out of town. We're going to Denver for a wedding. High mile style. Gonna be baked most of the time. Fingers crossed, God willing, pray to Jehovah. Or whatever God you believe in, Zeus. Nicole, the Bricks Jacus, C, C, the Church of C, remember? Go back and listen to that episode. I'm pretty, or maybe it's the Cult of C, the Cult of Chucky. Ah! Chucky's a god, pretty much. Keeps going, keeps reliving it. Is a Jesus parable in of itself? Child's play. I don't know what these children are playing in this, but I'm pretty sure that should be called knife play. So, I got COVID, as you all know, so I truly could not record sometimes, or it was very difficult to get recording started because Nicole would have had to be in a separate room on a different microphone, so we we had to say, hey, we can't do three. Originally, I planned on having... 14 episodes of podcast to record within 11 days time so I was like this is gonna be hard especially because I got this vid baby but um some fell through and now we could have done another episode but it's too late Nicole's at work and we're leaving tomorrow leaving on a jet plane but it's a train not a plane plane travel sucks I'll say it I don't enjoy it. There's too much. It's it's kind of like going to a, a the opera. You're like, oh, I got to get dressed up. I got to look fancy. Got to go out to dinner beforehand. All of this rigmarole in order to get to something that it's like, we could have come in. Uh, we could have eaten a protein bar and been in some slacks and a okay looking shirt and it would have been okay. But... Traveling on an airplane fucking blows. It's like, we have to get there two hours early, even though you show up to the airport in Samford, Florida, only to realize all of it's Allegiant. There are no other airlines that fly out of this place, so there's no wait. Why did we get here so early? Two thumbs down. And then your ears hurt while they're popping up. No. Get out of here, airplane travel. I'm a, I'm a goddamn train or a bus boy. Ooh, baby, I should become a bus boy. And speaking of making me so I don't have to become a bus boy, patreon.com forward slash MLM pod, where you can find what we're discussing today. We are... Bringing out from the Ding Dang thing an episode of This Existed, I think it's the second episode or maybe the third episode we ever did, called UFO Abduction. Oh, baby, it is credited. I'll go very deep into it. This is what I think my favorite horror movie, the most I've ever been scared watching a horror movie, is this from the late 80s and is credited as... I think the first found footage movie, especially the first found footage movie in this kind of style. You could say technically uh, Cannibal Holocaust was, I think people credit that, but that's 
th- there is a story within a story instead of like, hey, this is real. And if you have any information about these fuckers, let's do it. I think this is on Shutter still. It's on a, a few streaming sites, so it's much easier. And oh, baby, you get it in beautiful, beautiful, good quality opposed to when I first saw it was on YouTube bootlegged of a bootleg of a VH copy of a bootleg transferred over digitally. Man, MC Deep and I, we were terrified and in the middle of summer, in the middle of the day in a trailer saying, what the fuck is this? So please enjoy this. It's going to be a fun time. I highly recommend both what you're about to hear and oh, the movie itself. It's it's gnarly. It's great. It's beautiful. It's marvelous, darling. Oh, oh. You got to get some horse noises in there, guys. James Mullum. James Mullum. Okay, I'm going crazy. I also haven't been recording that many podcasts as I should have been, so I need to talk. I need to discuss. I need to go a little bit like this. So, guys, head over to patreon.com forward slash MLMpod if you enjoy what you are about to hear because you can get, I think, I think we're on like episode 18 now or tomorrow will be episode 18 when we're discussing Unmasked Part 25. Very good movie as well. We do a lot of gnarly ass shit over there. So please enjoy UFO abduction and $5 a month gets you this and so much more. Plus $10 a month you get straight to Patreon. That's a monthly thing. Past watch alongs and shout outs on every single free feed podcast. So let's do those and then get to this existed. So starting with Steve F. Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour, Alex Z the Waz, Defo, he's a rapper, D hyphen F O, check him out and listen to The Devil's Worst Nightmare. That's a song him and I did together. Oh my God, who is this? It's Kayla, aka Two Grapes, Jordan B, the Chaos Witch. The womb in which I came out of. Oh my God, it's my mother. Then, ho, ha, ha, he, it's my bickle, my brother in common law, Joshua Jakes. Plus, we have Steve Barnes. Intro Void, check him out um, on Sweet Child of Time. That's a podcast him and I do. And finally, Lil Corey's, who you're about to hear, Lil Corey's BFF and roommate, Shane. So, thank you so much. Let's get into This Existed. Happy Oh, it's working. Forget it. Oh, what a guy. You're gonna break your neck with that thing. I'm gonna break your neck with that thing. Holy shit. What the hell was that? Holy shit. What the hell is that? He's got him. He shot one of them dead. It's right outside there. Are you sure it's not back there? It's not back there. I just took a look in there. Get out. Wee-oo-wee! 
Hey guys, my name's James. I'm Corey. And welcome to another riveting episode of This, this existed. existed. We can be in sync. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, we don't have to wait for latency. Yeah. And I don't have it, to guess. Guys, we're in room for the first time since uh, recording since February of 2020. Yeah. It, wow. Was it February 2020? It feels yeah, longer than that. Uh, it might have been January, but I think Hit It in Credit, we... We still went. did it in person before, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, the because world I, ended. I was against remote recording maybe six because I was like, we don't need to do this. Our Internet wasn't that great. Right. I don't want to pay, pay more for good Internet. And then I realized, oh, if I just go up $15 more a month, I'm good. How much more Internet did you get for 15 more? Well, originally, the I had... They were like, oh, you well, you were grandfathered into this old plan that we don't even have anymore. That was the dirtiest of any of their internets. And then they were like, well, and our new one is less than what you're paying right now, but so much more. I think we had like 10 megabytes download, maybe even – I think it was five. And then the cheaper plan in this new era was 15 megabytes download. Wow. Uh, but now we – like I upped it even more since then. I think it's like $60 a month and it's it should be like 600 download and 25 upload. You have a 600 download? Thing? Yeah, but our modem, I didn't want to like it, trying to get a modem that can actually run that is expensive. So we you get like 600 We get like 400. Megabyte. You get four Yeah. Because we when we were uploading videos, I was like, I don't want to wait for these fucking videos to upload. So I was like, let's just go ham on it. I hate where I live. I hate Comcast. Oh, no, that's what we have. I know, but like they only... In your area, you can't do, get more? Do you, do you mind asking how much you... Or do you mind me asking how much you pay for that? 60 a month. Why? What? What is going on? What's wrong, little Corey? So that's how much I pay for about a fourth of that speed. Uh, okay, I mean, try it again. Because what I think in like a year and a half, it will go up to like a hundred dollars a month. But before that happens, I'm switching to a different plan. Right. Because it's like, oh, sixty dollars for three years or whatever. Oh, okay. So you have okay, no, I see. You have the uh one of those Yeah. Intro plans. Yeah, so I I will be because fuck them, you know. Right. Also, <laughs> if you want free pe premium peacock, you can get it through Xfinity. You just add flex to your plan. Which is free. They'll send you a flex box, and after 24 hours, you your account will be enabled to have free Peacock Premium. So you just get it for free. I like the idea of a flex box. Yeah, it's like someone just like so swole. There's like a box <sighs> that's just fucking showing off how much he's stronger than me, uh, I, and then cries um, when his balls shrink from the bull shark testosterone that he injects into himself. Hell yeah, bull shark because like. It's like a steer, like getting fucked or fucking, I should say. What, uh, what is I, this weird sexualization of sharks we just said? Because it's a bull, you know? <laughs> so, guys, get Peacock Premium. I feel like I'm so. We. Let's focus. Focus. 
yeah it will never happen it will never happen but flex i always thought of like an aeon flux or whatever like a flux capacitor i always thought flex was in that but never like muscles i need to revisit yeah because they have like the turbo plan they also have like the uh uh, HGMO H- 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 or what? Fuck, I can't think of any of the like steroid shit. Uh, like, I was just going to go like full into like, yeah, and then you know, they have whey protein as one of their. So, when James ever is grasping and thinking about something really hard, he starts doing like this little hip thrust slash bounce in his seat. Uh, no, because He's I'm just doing, like, doing this. that for like a solid 10 uh... seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but other people would be like this, like away from the microphone. No, I'm, I know. Even though you look at it, my, I'm like a ballerina. My head stays in the same spot, but I am moving. <laughs> That's what you call professionalism, motherfuckers. And speaking of professionalism, oh my God, today it's Halloween month. It's Halloween month. I have realized most holidays happen at the end of the month. Yes. So when we get to the, like, hey, it's a holiday-themed one, it's still, also, we have to record a week before the beginning of the month. Right. So, yeah, we're doing our Halloween thing, but this release is on October 1st. So happy Halloween. So I guess like if 30 you go. 30 days belated or wait, not belated. What is it? Early? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> like Shudder's been doing, what What was it? Like 62 days of Halloween and ABC Family slash Fox Family, they always did 31 days of Halloween. But didn't they like always like, <laughs> they never played any like actual Scary movies. No, the, that, I mean they? not movies, but but it's because they had like the the new Adams Family, the that TV show. Right. Who baby? That will. Did you ever watch that? I haven't watched. Okay, it, no. that for sure will be a future episode. Oh, maybe boy. in one year we'll be <laughs> doing the Adam. It's such a fucking good sitcom. I think it holds up. Nicole's like, I don't know why you think this is so good, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, I rewatched. Speaking of sitcoms that aren't good, <laughs> uh, I rewatched Friends. For like the first time in a long, long, long time. I, I say long, long, long time. It's been like three years. Uh, but like. Yeah, it can't be that long. You weren't alive like <laughs> the, when it premiered, I believe. No, I definitely wasn't alive when it premiered. But I was around when my mom would only watch that Same. for forever. And at one point, once I started to be able to understand the jokes, my first run through, I was like, oh, yeah, this is kind of funny. And then I started rewatching it and I was like, so this show's kind of racist, right? Like it is like it does a lot of like social injustices <laughs> <laughs> in a lot of a lot of episodes. Um, and, uh, you know, I. You know, the whole product of its time excuse has been thrown around yeah. a lot, but like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. Like, it, it, you find it's a struggle to find an episode that doesn't like have something out of date. Yeah, in it. Like, Which wow. is weird. Like, people will be like, but it was a long, I guess now it was a long, like, it's almost 30, 30 years. years old. Yeah. And speaking of which, I just turned 30, guys, Happy when this birthday. is released. Ha- Make a wish. 
I wished to talk about today's film. Well, you can't tell people's your <laughs> wish. Now it's not going to come true. No. <laughs> Guys, we're pivoting and we are now going to be a commentary podcast. We will be doing commentary over Joe Rogan experiences. <laughs> it will crazy, be so dude. disconcerting. Disconcerting? Uh, I think I say that word wrong. Disconcerting. Oh, it is. It's not disconcerting. I'm pretty I sure it's disconcerting. I, I looked this up recently because I had a, I might have even written it in one of these intros today. Really? Yeah. Now I want to check it out. Uh, oh, check it out. And while you check that out, I will set the scene. Set the scene. Guys, in 1989, a movie was pseudo-released. I still don't know. what. Maybe this was put out in a movie theater for a showing. However, today we're talking about UFO abduction, the McPherson tape. You need to know that going into this. That's the full title now. It was originally UFO abduction when it was released in 89, but it was remade into like UFO abduction colon incident by the lake house or town, something like that in 98 by the same director. And it was a UPN original movie. But the reason why it was called the McPherson tape and why it has that on there is when this movie started, it, the only reason it still exists is because of bootlegging. But whoever started bootlegging it took off the credits in the beginning and the credits at the end to make it seem like this is 100% a real family video that was captured and that's what you're watching. So this went to a UFO cons so i don't have you you've been to like c2e2 and such i've been to uh asen yeah okay i don't know if asen has it but at other conventions and i don't understand especially c2e2 how this is happening there are bootleggers there who have like hey these are tv on dvd that you can purchase it's always been a thing in convention scenes to have things like this g-fest in tenfold and never buy anything from these bootleggers because it's such shit quality and they're stealing subbed like things from sub houses that people like fan subs who do it for free asen uh had a bootlegging station actually. okay all um, right but it was for japanese uh porn okay <laughs> so. hell yeah that that, I'm fine that, with. That's all. <laughs> I'm cool with that. No, I'm kidding. Pay for your porn. Come on, man. Trucks. I work hard for it. So this would be passed around and people. It was a hotly debated thing in the UFO community if this is real or not. And it really? took. Yes, it took the. But you also have to remember this is a bootleg of a bootleg of a bootleg of a bootleg. So the picture quality sucked, okay. which actually helps you know if this is real or not. I still think, spoiler alert, I fucking love this movie. It still is scary. Socks, I'm so glad for some weird reason he started like sleeping on me just in the past couple days and he did that while I was watching and I think taking notes, I hit the mic, that's my fault. I started, like taking notes definitely helped me not be scared. So these things became hotly debated and it even fooled like some people in the Air Force to be like, I think this is like proof that aliens. aliens are out there. And it took the U.S. Congress library, something in film to because when you film something, 
you have to like, you know, copyright it, all of that. Right. It took them to say like, no, guys, this is this was all fake. Please stop discussing this. But fuck, man, this movie is so good. Lil Corey, let's hear your thoughts in it. Then we'll get into some trivia and all of that. Then we'll go scene by scene. Gotcha. Uh, So here's what I found out. I did a little, a very minimal amount of research about this movie. uh, And I want to go over it before I get into my like actual thoughts Mm -hmm. about it from what I understand, this movie had a budget of around six thousand dollars, sixty-five hundred, right? And that it was entirely unscripted, basically, yes. just an outline. Yeah, so just basically, they had events that they want to happen, and they wanted everyone to pretty much ad lib their lines, yep. and they would only move on to the next beat in the story um, once the director, who was the person holding the camera, yep kind of gave a cue to like move on Mm -hmm. and did you watch your commentary i i no i didn't watch the commentary okay because this is all from the commentary so i was like holy shit he did his research uh no uh yeah i watched it on shutter okay Um, so and with that in mind dated back to you know 1980s being a grandfather found footage film and like you said um having it kind of like pseudo released um from what i understand like i think also like a bunch of like copies of this like burned up in a fire yeah the the reason why it took so long to get a quality print of this because it was shot on eight millimeter so it should be like pretty good if you had the original masters of it but there there was a lot of sad stuff that happened in the sense of like film preservation but luckily he maybe had like a good video copy of it right so all of that in mind uh, of all the trials and tribulations that went through this and how they wanted to film it um it was very it was an, it's an ambitious project and for what they were working with i am surprised it went as well as it did hell yeah that being said, I feel like maybe it would have had a better effect if I, you know, was one of those people who didn't know that this was a movie and, you know, saw it without the credits and everything. And then maybe it would have had some stereotype air of mystery about it. And um, me in the future now, having watched a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of horror movies, um, I was kind of sitting through this and thinking, wow, this really is breaking all the rules of yes it it breaks a lot of and granted you know that might be something that it set out to do because you know it's supposed to be like a found footage actual movie even for so i love found footage movies there i think in horror it goes like 1984 slasher movies and then found footage those are my bees knees or like the batshit campy ones as well so when i first watched this it was like July in Muskegon 2013 with MC Deep. I think he just said like, hey, we should watch this. I heard about this. Let's watch it. It's on YouTube. Maybe he was going down a UFO wormhole and then found Mm -hmm. out about this. And we started watching it. And middle of the day, sun out, children playing outside because the trailer walls were wire thin a little bit thicker than paper, you know, a wire. Right. <laughs> uh, I couldn't think of the word I wanted to say. Uh, so um, it terrified me. 
I could not like even that night I was like, I don't I don't I don't know why this was so effective for me, because then Nicole and I got together and that that Halloween she had a party. You know, I downloaded this off from YouTube and I was like, we have to watch this. And I think Nicole Nicole lives out in an area like this home. Right. Just out in nowhere. And she was like, yeah, it's fine. I was like, how are you not terrified to go out to the car right now, Nicole? <laughs> I mean, like, because uh, well, uh, the thing with found footage is, is, like, it's a very tricky medium to try to satisfy. Mm-hmm. Um, because, one, if the person knows it's a movie, they're going to be lo- expecting, you know, a movie. Um, if they don't know it's a movie, then you have to be very careful um, with how you're presenting the film itself because it can quickly ruin the um, the illusion of it so with me no i'm I'm trying to give this a little bit more slack because i went into this knowing that it's going to be a horror movie and because of that i'm picking parts at it because it breaks a lot of you know rules uh, oh that's what i was gonna go back on well watching this the first time when they're looking out the window and shit i'm like oh some like an alien's going to pop up and scare us none of that happens right. which i think builds the tension and there's no music there's no sound design until the end when like the aliens start coming out and i think the only the only issue i have at like making this seem like this is for real for real is in the end when they like start screaming it like they bring up the reverb a little bit and it like in the end, when they start screaming, when are you talking about? Oh, right at the end, when it like flashes to white, and the a- the three aliens come out and they start screaming. Just that, like, there's production value in what they just did. I guess I, I guess I didn't hear that screaming. Um, my first run through, I thought it ended with like them just kind of having a conversation. And they they didn't know the aliens had entered the house. Oh, okay, no, yeah, they start coming in through from that back door entrance, and then uh, they start screaming. Okay, I. I'm gonna rewatch that part just to hear it, but um, it's scary, guys. It it, it isn't. <laughs> what are you talking about, little Corey? It's not. Okay. That, that's that's what I was gonna get to. It's it's it's. There wasn't really, and you know, like I said, I'm trying to cut it a little bit aside because I went into it knowing it was a movie, so I can see if someone didn't know this was a movie. You know, the illusion can be a little bit thicker, but like, here's a big question for you. Yeah. Do you believe in aliens? Yes. Okay. Well, fuck, man. Then why don't you think this is scary? <laughs> I, it, it's not scary. One, because a lot of it was drawing me out with the whole dangerous move of not scripting it. Yeah. Um, because a lot of the dialogue in it, you can tell, is incredibly forced. Why? Okay. So <laughs> this is, the, I think this is where like I diverge from people who do shit on this movie, which we'll get into on reviews. I think the reason why people have an issue with the acting is because they're not in quotes acting. It I think this feels like you're really watching a home movie and people are just like talking amongst each other. I will agree with that in the first in like the first 30 minutes of it. The, the first 30 minutes yeah. of it it feels like a home movie. It cuz people are talking over each mm-hmm. other and you want that in found footage you want people to be having conversations because you don't want just Person A to be talking, and then person B talks, and then person C talks, because that's not how real life works. So yeah. I think they did that correctly. In the commentary, he mentions like, yeah, people had an issue with that. I think his grandmother saw it and was like, why are they just talking over everyone? Like, I don't know who I'm supposed – and he's like, well, that's how like people talk. Like, that's a home movie. Right. And he it, like still to this day is like, should I have should I have done that differently and like given like 
each person like a conversation and it kind of goes, but I think it works great. No, I think it's fine. I think if you're going for authenticity, that's fine. It's a fine choice. Um, and I think literally only found footage can make yeah. that move. Or improvised things in general. Right. The Martin Lawrence show. But like... It, that's not the problem I have. It's the uh, when it actually gets to like almost one on one conversations. That's when the dialogue seems incredibly forced. I, I think it's the only time, especially watching it the, like this third viewing, my first and second, no complaints. When there's panic about that, mm. they have a hard time playing. But everything else, I think, is so natural, so flawless. This is a fucking perfect. Also, the fact. Uh, and I'm glad I watched the commentary because I was like, where are the fucking cuts? Because it feels like besides one when they're sitting at the like a clear cut where it seems like he turned off the camera, then turned it back on. Right. It seems like this is one unbroken, almost 45 minute scene. But well, they're running through the forest after seeing the UFO and they go back into the house. It's all black. And I was like, I think that's where a cut is. And then. In the commentary, he says, oh, and that's where the first cut is. I was like, yes, I was correct. There's a what, what's the word for that for one long shot? Because there's a horror movie I watched recently that is just one long unedited shot. What, what horror movie is it? Oh, God. Is it about a bunch of people at a party? No, it's about a bunch of people like they go to like fix up a house. OK, OK, then I don't know this. I forget the name of it. I know Birdman, that movie consists of a lot of that i seriously want to i i need to find out because it's gonna it's drive like a me continuous crazy shot isn't it is it is it i think it's called the birdman shot michael keaton pioneered this technology who michael keaton batman he was also birdman in the movie birdman long take is what it's called i feel like there is some like that needs to be accredited to a name like a eisenhower cut or something Silent House, that's what it's called. Okay, hell yeah. And the reason why they did that was budgetary constrictions. He was like, we don't have time to block out scenes. Right. So it pretty much had to be done in one night. Right. And which, you know, I am I can get that. And like I said, it's a, it's a bit of an ambitious project to, one, not block or like, you know, block out scenes, and two, to have it mostly improvised. But like... Like you said, a lot of my issues with the dialogue comes from the times of panic. Mm -hmm. And I fucking hate the director's panic voice. Oh, no. Because it doesn't change for the entire movie. Uh, but when you... So listening to the commentary, he had a headset on. He had to, like, turn away from the camera like this. Mm -hmm. to So his voice... So he could, like, whisper and tell people elsewhere to, like, hey... This is the cue we need because he was talking to like the assistant director and like the the like producer to like do the other things. Right. So knowing that he was directing, he was filming, he was acting. I give him a lot of leeway in what he is doing because he had just too much on his plate. Yeah. And I think that's fair to say. I mean, like he's had to have been doing a lot. I mean, you're filming an entire movie. On improv, yeah, without with minimal uh, cuts. You yes, know? and the, his name is Dean Alidio. Dean Alidio, and, and yeah, like like I said, I'm I want to cut this movie a lot of slack because you know it's 
working in the 80s on a low uh, budget, a very, very low film budget. And this is his first ever film. Right. So I didn't know that. First time film. You know, I want to cut a lot of slack. So ambitious with it, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was an ambitious project. I think, you know, for what you were working with, I think it, I mean, I thought, I thought it was a very solid effort. I just, if I'm being hypercritical, there are definitely a lot of points where it kind of like falls well, don't apart. Don't be hypercritical. Be <laughs> fun, dude. But let's get into some trivia. Okay. And then, so I'll go through some stuff that I learned from the commentary and stuff from IMDb. So in the opening scene, it there's like this vignette around it because he's using a wide angle lens and mm-hmm. he had to use that in order to get kind of all of the family or at least most of the family as he's panning around at the dinner table because I was watching this and I was like, wow, that's a strong choice to do a movie like this. But he's like, oh, back in the day when you used a wide angle lens, it was just there. Like you had to have this. It made it seem like, hey, oh, Nicole just screamed at what? Did he get in the cake? Socks, I think, got into my birthday cake. No! <laughs> he strikes again on this existed. Who else but socks? <laughs> I'm going to be honest with everyone. Kind of on Nicole. If she just put the cake out to... Have you fed him yet? No. Okay, again. Nicole did not feed him. Probably just put the... Also, like... No, it's also on socks because he would have – our oven is hot all the time because of pilot light. I burnt my finger on it. So, like, I'm oh. afraid of him – of just, like, touching the surface of it. Well, nothing's on, just the pilot light. So that's on him. What's up? You want to talk into a microphone? <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> you throw it away. The whole cake? Uh, yeah, because uh, unless you can, like, pick out all the hair – there's no hair. Okay, well, double check to make sure. Did you frosting it? No. Okay, well, that's good. Like, Has he... Should I just, like, cut it off? Yeah. Cut it off. <laughs> yeah, go for it. I don't, I, it's whatever you want to do. I can't... <laughs> Maybe we can't record this show while he's in the apartment. <laughs> because last time he was giving us issues, and now he's a good cat. So... The whiting, the white, wi- yes, it made it look like a skateboard video. So, <laughs> yeah, there's a hilarious episode of Home Movies where uh, have you ever seen the show? I've seen Home Movies. So, yeah. Brennan is talking to his mom and saying, Oh, I want a fish eyed lens. And she's like, Oh, I actually, this is the only episode I remember. Too. Oh, hell yeah. And <laughs> she's like, Why? You have lenses already. And he's like, Yeah, but it's really cool. And she's like, Well, what does it do? And uh, what, why do you need it? And he's like, It'll make everything look all goofy. (laughs) It's just such a like perfect kid thing to be like, I see people use it. I want to use it. Why? I I guess it makes it look goofy because you also don't have like the film knowledge or the uh, shorthand speak to be like, oh, this is what it does to the film. Right. (laughs) But yes, the the fisheye lens was there or the wide angle. It's not really a fisheye. Which, uh, you know, kind of a scene for it to be like. You know, have a wide angle so you can see everyone. There is a, a very noticeable error very late into the movie, right when the aliens start mind controlling people. Uh huh. 
they're not mind controlling. It's uh, it's suggesting to them. Right. Oh, right. It's not quite a command spell. So it's, it's sort of like psionic suggestion. Yes. Where they do it to the mom, the grandma, mm-hmm. and very clearly in the take, you can. Uh, this is right after this has already happened, where one of them has been psionic suggested to go let the aliens mm-hmm. into the house. The cut it all. Okay. <laughs> see where he licked it. No, I don't see anywhere. Yeah, where it's all pale. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a good cat. It's glossy as well. Oh, okay, okay. That dang old cat. It's like uh, <laughs> if Ed Single D were to get near your pudding, you'd be like, oh, the pudding skin is clear from these areas. <laughs> Don't eat from that. Uh, but yeah, this is this is right after the, one of them has already been psionic suggested to stand up from the table from where they're playing cards. By the way, weird time for you guys yeah, okay. to just start like... what I. <laughs> We'll get into it once we get in beat by beat. But. Right. But yeah. Yeah. The wide angle catches very clearly catches the grandmother. The second person now to be psionic suggested clearly get up from the table. Not less than two minutes after someone else had just left to go open the door for her to go open the door. And the camera, Michael, the guy behind the camera, mm-hmm. just kind of blatantly ignores it from happening. I mean, you could just be like, oh, she's going to like. P, but like I feel like the sense yeah. of urgency after someone literally just two minutes ago was psionic suggested to open the door, seeing someone get up silently and not announce oh, what yeah, they're yeah. going That's to leave. The, yeah, okay, I I'm on board now because <laughs> I was like, yeah, someone's just getting up. They don't need to announce themselves, but yeah, that makes sense. Uh, let's get into some more stuff. They, f- the producer, the director said. That she procured this house under dubious means, but he he's like, I can't divulge how she did it, and he never will. So I'd like to know that. I want to know what the fuck that means. <laughs> there were like seven to eight-year-old girls in the alien suits. That's who was playing the aliens. Right. And they couldn't see through the masks, so the assistant director had to Sherpa them. And be like you, like they had to. These I think were the only rehearsals that had to be done right. because they were like, you need to know through muscle memory, take five steps this way, four. Like that is what they had to do because they, they couldn't, couldn't see, see. The mask. Oh, so the UFO that we see was made from foam core and plywood, mm-hmm. which was it, it's a pretty fucking cool UFO. Yeah, once I could finally see it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Not uh, stop being hypercritical. Actually, yes, they did a. a was a pretty good look. He came up with this because he was reading like a Stephen King book. I think it was called Communion, which is maybe about aliens. And he was like, how do I capture this sort of fear on film and with the budget that I would have? And he's like, well, yeah, I'll just make it like a home movie. Did Stephen King do another? Oh, no. I guess Signs wasn't Stephen King, was no, it? No, no, no. That's, uh, that's M. Night Shyamalan. I thought you were going to say Dream or Dreamcatcher, which was aliens as well. Got you. Okay, my mistake. Which is part of the dreary verse. Okay, let's get into some more trivia. Okay. Many UFOs enthusiasts, as I said before, uh, believed the film consisted of real footage of alien abduction. It was even presented as possibly being such on an episode of the 90s paranormal investigation show Encounters. 
However, this is due to a bootleg copy being distributed without the opening logos and end credits, which verify the film is indeed professional fictional production. Some claim that before this film and its remake Alien Abduction Incident at Lake County 1998, there was an unedited six-hour cut of the true tape, which has either been hidden from the public eye or lost forever. However, the United States Film Board publicly confirmed the film is a work of fiction in July 2012. Yeah. I think it was a little ambitious to, to make that claim. Yeah. It, it's so, so ambitious. <laughs> None of the family is named McPherson. It was revealed, like, I, I'm I'm glad I watched the commentary that, like, fear, even though it's spelled P-H, is like, ooh, it's fearful. And despite being said in 1983, the Eric character is wearing a pair of Nike high tops that did not exist in real life until several years later. What? You're the- saying that man's a time traveler? Yeah, no, I mean, because this was set in 83, filmed in 88, 89. Oh, I got you. Okay. I they see were what you're wearing something now. that was not of the time. Got you. Got you. But let's get into some reviews. And the reviews are this it's people upset that people think it's real, or other people agreeing with me that it's the scariest thing ever. And that's, that's a baffling argument to go after is people just pissed that other people think it's real yeah i and like real quick just just take like what james said just take into account that the original like viewings of this tape were one back in the day and two uh were bootlegged copies where the credits were cut off um so it just seemed to be like an actual and to its credit like i said for the first 30 minutes in the movie it does just seem like a home video mm-hmm. tape the with how everyone conducts himself so it cut, p- cut people some slack <laughs> it's very much like blair witch like blair witch before it was released mm-hmm. in like film circles like they they kind of just pushed the tape to someone and that tape made its round to other people and started getting bootlegged and jimmy pardo tells a story on never not funny i believe it's on never not funny the first time he ever watched it was with his now wife. And she's like, we we have to watch this. So-and-so gave it to me and said it is the scariest thing. And, like, it's like a video documentary shot by these people. And they're, they no one knows where they are now. So it was designed to create this, like, holy shit, this panic in people. And Blair Witch tries to do that. Right. Because at the end it says, if you know their whereabouts and where they are, Please contact this person. I, I, I think bringing up Blair Witch, I think that just brings up how much I think found footage has truly lost what it's supposed to be. Yeah, because Blair Witch, Blair Witch is such a prime example, and I think a lot of people bring bring up Blair Witch as being the best found footage movie because I think it, I think it is. Man, that it, fucking tent scene, I. Oh, it it still crawls my skin. You very you don't see anything happen in Blair Witch. It's all context clues and all suggestion. Um, the only the biggest thing that you see happen. No, in, no there's actually a cut where it's using a wide angle lens and you see just Rustin Parr just murdering children <laughs> off the screen. Oh no! no. <laughs> like yeah, there's like in the biggest thing you see happen is the end. And spoiler alert, in case you haven't seen the Blair Witch, is when the two remaining 
camera people go down in the basement and, uh, you know, one of them standing in the corner, like the Rustin Parr story confirms, uh, and the camera just suddenly falls to the floor. And it's done so well because the movie leaves everything up to question. Yeah. And that's what found footage should be. You should You should have more questions than answers the the only reason or the only films that i like that kind of leave things answered is when it is like i think hell house llc does this very well Mm -hmm. where it is wow we found this found footage and we're going to make a documentary based off from this found footage so it's intersplicing the documentary that is happening and this found footage stuff because they're like we need to find answers have you seen Hell House? I haven't seen Hell House. It's fucking good. It's I'd watch that ooh, with you. Oh my god, it's terrifying. I love found footage. <sighs> fucking Blair Witch. Those the fucking not not Blair Witch 2, but the remake or like the reboot or whatever. Blair Witch. Blair Witch. Yeah, that came out just like 2 or like 4 years ago maybe. Yeah. I'm like that's an exact testament to where found footage has gone wrong because try to answer everything and they show the witch in that one i really enjoyed it you enjoyed it yeah the uh the only issue i had with it is the place where we saw it called the new 400 i believe it's up north i don't like their screens they're like the picture is too dark in it and trying to watch the blair or blair witch on a screen that already is dark was very hard however I did you watch it maybe in Chicago? I, I watched it, yeah, on Hulu. <laughs> oh, okay. So th- Nicole and I have talked about this a lot of where we grew up was the woods. Right. When you go outside after watching a movie, it's woods. But here we're scared. Oh my god, Blair Witch, it's so scary. Immediately once you open the doors to the theater, oh, you're in the city. No longer scared. Right. So that might have like painted to me like not thinking as fine i still think it's a great movie though i don't think so at all but but let's get into some reviews this is from fiona says what a heap of shite one star please watch it and laugh anything else get a shrink yikes this is from cruel la frere bray a bunch of numbers after this and this person's a fucking chud he says WTF, a five average for this totally worthless piece of found footage garbage? Me thinks a bunch of reviewers are spoofing you. <laughs> That's for real. Me thinks. That guy wears a fedora. Oh, man, fuck that, Chud. <laughs> and then this is an absolute life. This has been an absolute lifetime nightmare. This is from Almighty DTR. 10-star review on IMDb. Wow. I was born in 1988. I saw this movie when I was about seven years old. Since then, I've been fascinated. And since then, I always believed it was a dream that I saw this movie because no one ever knew or heard of it. And trying to explain this movie to someone stubborn, shake my head. I can't wait to watch it. 10 out of 10, no joke. Wow. To rewatch it. And I think that like goes to show like if you saw this in the right setting and with the right mindset, 
And I probably didn't do it justice to Lil Corey of saying this scared the shit out of me and I'm hyping <laughs> it up. So that's on me. But Lil Corey, we play games all the time. I got a new one for you. All right. This is found footage or porno. I didn't have like a cool name for it. It's just that. Fair enough. Let's I'm going, go. <laughs> I'm going to read you titles and you either need to know if it is a porno or a found footage. Gotcha. All right, so let's begin. First one is Black Hole, Wyoming. I want to say that's a found footage. It is. Okay, okay, you're doing good. You're doing good. That came out in 2001. The next, The Beast from the Woods. That's a porno. It is. Far away in the oh, deep, deserted one. forest, there is a dark place where the human suffering was born. A terrible beast lurks there. A crazy, twisted man which has taken young, beautiful girls and oh, keeps them hostage in, the, in his cottage in the woods. There are being imprisoned, used, and served to satisfy his bizarre appetite. Yikes. You have no idea how thrilling it is to have the absolute power over beautiful girls who Yikes. lost even the last spark of hope. Love Yikes. does not come to this place, only pain. Oh this my god. Kinky 4K fantasy is out there waiting for you. Fucking. Wow. All right, next up is Sergeant Picklehead. I hope that's a porno. <laughs> no, it's a found footage, God little Corey, from 2018. Okay, next up, next up. You, you, you've gotten two out of three. Next up is Lola's Last Letter. I'm going to double down on porno. Little Corey, that's a found footage Damn movie. I'm um, one for two. All right, next up, Hellspittle. Come on, porno. Come on. Yeah, that's a porno. <laughs> this hospital is a gateway to hell, a place rotten with fear and hopelessness. Also, I did not read these summaries to the porno, so that's why like the last one got like <laughs> d disgusting. <laughs> Insane head nurse and her twisted helper exploit the beautiful patients. They use them to satisfy their lowest cravings. And the girls, say women, experience it all knowing they cannot ever be helped. Pissed on, driven by fear. That's Yo. one sentence. It's like you should say like pissed on, shit on, fingered in the ass. Like put some more things, not just pissed on, driven crazy by fear. Look straight in the eyes and remember there's no escape. Are these all from horror porn? I feel like these are all from horror porn. <laughs> what the viewers cannot see is I'm currently covering my face with my notebook. <laughs> and next up is Cthulhu. Ah. <laughs> okay, that's a porno. Yeah, it is, it is. This scientific experiment got out of hand. The beautiful scientist tried to manipulate or mutate the human genome with liquid gene or squid genes and accidentally created a monster from the deep. The terrifying monster obeyed the call of Cthulhu and delivered some love crafted exactly for the science scientist's asshole. What, I wanted, what wordplay the, there. Yeah, that's good. The fragile beauty was made to swallow its huge dick and come as black as ink. A little bit less wordplay there. I liked that. 
Uh, she created the in insquidious evil, <laughs> and with fate must much worse that she could have ever imagined. Who wrote that description? They were having fun. Yeah, it's Cthulhu. <laughs> you have to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a comedian, Megan Beth Keister, who. Uh, Back in, like, the beginnings of internet porn when you could, like, make it – like, you could have a porn website and people would pay for a subscription to just that website. Right. She would edit the films and write the summaries. And she's like, yeah, it's generally – I believe she's she was like, yeah, it's just these two dudes fuck – oh, yeah, it was also gay porn. So, like, it's it was just like these two dudes fuck hard. <laughs> that's all – I mean, that, that's all the context you need, really. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, let's go go into like beat by beat. We'll do it quick because it is a short movie. First, I should have said this up front. You can find this on Shutter. You can find this on DVD and Blu-ray. I don't recommend the DVD. However, the, unless if you want the bonus features, I don't recommend the DVD because the one put out by like POV Horror, the commentary is the only thing that works. And when it does, it doesn't have the movie's audio. It's just the people talking as two from the director which is weird, and then one from the people who do POV horror. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to have a making of, but when you click on it, it just starts the movie, and I'm like pissed because I really wanted to see a making of featurette. I would actually have liked to see a making of for this movie. Yeah, uh, so I start watching this. I'm already scared at the pre-roll. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, like I already said, it, it feels so genuine, and I think the sound is so good. Yeah, they did. They did sound very well, and like I, I'm gonna keep coming back to it because I want to stress uh, how well the opening improv is. Yes, like they did awesome at making it feel like this is just a home movie for the little niece of the family. Yeah, and also that child actor who was like seven yeah i i've definitely seen worse child actors yes super sentai nothing but shit actors when it comes to children young anakin skywalker he did good no he's like yeah we just blew up that man who tried to enslave me i get to go on your starship i <laughs> i'm so sad for that man <laughs> how just an entire fan base turned him to drugs Oh no, that happens? Yes, like he he's had to go through like rehab and shit because even people in school started making fun of him for Yikes. being a, like little Annie Skywalker. Guys, don't bully someone into drugs. Come on. Yeah, it, it was really shit. Uh, I know I just teased on it, but that was before I knew the dark history. Well, okay, well... They didn't know the dark history would come in the future, so well, like, just don't. I can have a silent opinion on a child actor. I, it doesn't mean I go take to the okay. streets and bully him. I think you should. <laughs> oh, God. Go out in the streets, guys, and just bully a child. Just the next child you see, push him down. Yeah. Let him know. Say, fuck you, get out of the way. Life is hard. <laughs> I can't believe there are people like that. Oh, well, I spank my kids because they got to know life is hard. Oh, I don't give my child love because they got to know life is hard. That fucking sucks. You suck. You shouldn't have children. My parents didn't give me love. Why would I give them love? Ugh. I went through pain, so now the spawn of my actions has to go through pain. I hated this when I was a child, so I want to make sure my child experiences the same hatred. Ugh. It's a vicious cycle of hate. When you make a person, you got to let that person become its own thing. Yeah. Like, you can be there to make sure they don't eat 
laundry detergent. Yeah. But like you're just there to make sure that you're not raising the next Charles Manson, but that person still has to become their own person. I mean, like Charles Manson, as long yeah. as what do you have to say about Charles Manson? Charles Manson <laughs> minus like just make sure they don't become racist. Because that was Charles <laughs> Manson. Charles yes, Manson the rest, is okay. Yes, absolutely. He oh, there is a movie, a little Corey, that we will be watching called Honky Holocaust. Oh, cool. So and it's so like it's actually well done. We'll be doing this, but it's pretty much like a what if of what if the race war actually happened? Oh. But my when God. they come out of their hole, they realize, oh, the white people didn't win. So it's fucking cool. So Charles Manson would have just, I think, I mean, maybe he would have been like a good motivational speaker. He would have been a charismatic leader of a business. Yes, and cult leaders are just that. There's a cult leader that told people to go around and kill to instigate a race war it was racism that made him do that oh so at best he would have been the next scientologist leader Uh, no well scientology is also bad because they one entrap and imprison people who want to leave and then two um shelter rapists yeah this is what i'm saying (laughs) no what i'm saying is he would have been like the next God, I wish I could remember. I was gonna uh, say the two people who run Vivid Seats uh, <laughs> because I put one of them. I think is a uh, like Charles Manson minus the racism. <laughs> like he probably, I think that dude could like get a cult going. I never met him. This is just hearsay from what I heard about him. You know that Jared Leto has his own cult now? Yeah, man. It's crazy. And Jared Leto has Charles Manson's vibe as long as we don't find out he's racist. Once we find out he's racist, hey, stop it. Get it. Like, stop this right now. Shut it down. (laughs) Shut it down. But if you're, like, just a charismatic folk, that's what I'm trying to do, man. I'm trying to make Marshland Monster kind of like a cult. I'm not Marshland Monster. Marshland Media. Why not, man? Like, juggalos are kind of a cult. Start a cult, man. Man. (laughs) I've been trying. You know what? Cults are lucrative. I'll join you. As long as they don't get racist or rapey. Or rapey. Then cults are fine. Or, like, I I guess, like, as long as you don't try and infringe on people's freedoms, don't infringe on my fucking freedoms. So we've got, so we're going to make another satanic call? Yeah, why not? Okay. Well, I mean, unless you guys think I'm Satan. Or, no, those cults, I don't like the cults where it's like, oh, I'm the second coming or the Antichrist type right. deal. I want it to be like, oh, we're going to follow this other person. Like, I don't know. We'll say, like, Jinji Oto. Is that the... Jinji Junji Ito? Yeah, that dude. We'll say, like, he's the second coming. I don't like that either. And yeah, he's too scary for me. I w- I was just saying like <laughs> you seen that man. He's not scary. I know, but like his works, we would have to worship. I'm wearing his work. Oh wait, for real? Yeah. Okay. Wow. I did not. <laughs> I didn't even. Maybe in my mind, piece that together. My notes are upside down. But yeah, guys. As long as Charles Manson, not super crazy. If you took out the, like, racism. I want someone to go ahead and take that line out of context. <laughs> I'm, so I'm from, like, the—I fucking hate 
And I know my friends do it. I won't name names. They might be on my wall right here. <laughs> who like in music idolize Charles Manson. Ew. I'm like the dude in all real, like that was all like a bit of also me just saying like cult leaders, as long as they're not like fucked up are just charismatic people. Right. But in reality, Charles Manson's just like a dipshit and a compulsive liar who was just an asshat. An asshat on a lot of drugs. Who lucked into being able to, like, he just lucked into, like, finding people who were... Also on drugs. Weak-minded, <laughs> you know? You know what, uh, this is totally sidebar. Yeah, what's <laughs> up? You know the movie Annabelle? Yeah. I've never seen it, though. Sit up a little and get, get more towards that mic. There so they're... In the movie, they reference not Charles Manson and his cult, but a cult that it it's clearly supposed to be them. Mm -hmm. And uh, that made me realize how fucking terrifying the 70s were. Yeah. Like how just fucked up on drugs people were and like the crazy shit that people would get into and do. Like serial killers were able to run rampant because of the lack of forensics. Yeah, that's that's true. And the only reason a lot of them are being caught today are because of like Ancestry and 23andMe or whatever it's called. Right. Because right. they had DNA, but they didn't have anyone to link it to. All of a sudden, their daughter or their grandchild goes to like Ancestry, does a swab. It says in the terms and conditions, the police can also use this information. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, that gets flagged as a copy or like a... You know what I mean. Right. As someone that, oh, well, this person's way too young to have done it. Let's start looking in their lineage to have a match. Right. And then since forensics has such great psychological profile and, you know, just profiling in general, I, I mean, I, I can assume that you could find someone pretty fast with that yeah. at that point. But yeah, the 70s. 70s, man. Fucking scary time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fuck flower children. Ooh. Yeah, man, we're going to task to Woodstock, baby. <laughs> uh, so some of my, uh, I'll read through quotes as I go through my notes. Uh, say, so it's a family of three brothers. Two of them are, one's married with a child. One is engaged, maybe. And then the cameraman is single and kind of like the screw up. Dude, holy shit, man. This movie just took that guy to task. Oh, like, yeah. Like holy shit, those brothers are assholes, man. I which I have I have notes of saying like they nab a sibling dynamic. I'm glad I don't have that dynamic with my siblings, but I know a lot of people who do. Of just right. like uh, I think my my mom technically has that with her sibling, but maybe like I mean it would mean I talk to my siblings more. But it's not. I, would you rather talk to your sibling more and be toxic? Or just, like, not talk to them as much, but, like, have a loving relationship. Courtney and I already went through that in our early years, so okay. I can say that the the loving relationship is far superior. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, but to about the daughter, the husband, the dad, is saying, oh, she was born so close to Halloween, we were afraid what she'd look like coming out. I thought that was a little funny thing. <laughs> that was kind of funny. I don't know why I wrote this down, but they were, I guess they were talking about, oh, yeah, because she just learned how to swim. Right. And I wrote this down. She's on swim team. They're like, oh, she's like the best in breaststroke. And 
I ranked the strokes of all the swimming strokes from dinkiest to like God mode. Like it's hard to do. do are you familiar with with strokes? Uh, kind. I, I mean, like I know that there's different forms. Okay. I well, yeah. I, I was a swimmer. My dad forced us to swim. I didn't force you to swim. Well, it was either we join a sport or we're grounded until we join a sport. So you yes. kind of forced my <laughs> hand, father. So from dinkiest to God, we have freestyle. Breast, butterfly, doggy, backstroke. That's like one Sorry, of those. Like, but does someone try to perform or perfect doggy style? No, but it's just still a swimming stroke. You know, it's hard it's to about do. What I do, I, I think doggy should be a swimming thing because it is so. Can you it's it's <laughs> not at the Olympics. Yeah, no, no. But this is this is why I say this. It's not optimize to like a sprint or right. even endurance like i would love to see like a 800 meter doggy, doggy because it would take so much out of you yeah. it's so that's why like oh just do freestyle but backstroke it's always you're gonna conk your head i fucking hated doing backstroke and i was like why are you guys making us do this we're children this is concussion worthy I also feel like backstroke would be almost scarier to not just in the stroke aspect, but or like the hitting your head aspect, but the uh, actual swimming part, just like to be like on your back and then like constantly like looking up to the ceiling and then maybe sometimes being like submerged under that. I just well, you have goggles on. I mean, still, and I hate the water, guys. Don't I don't know if you knew this or not, but I'm like hydrophobic of large open bodies of water. Okay. Hate it. Hate it. I think in any swimming pool that does competition, there needs to be a line on the top to be like, hey, you see this line? You're about to hit the wall. That's a good idea. That's fucking crazy that they don't. Yeah, I don't see why they haven't done that yet. That's bizarre. I think maybe they have like little like ribbon things. Uh, What's what? I don't know what like ribbon things. I think that's their Yeah. Uh, things that on a pole, like, and there's a bunch of little flags on, uh, like a string. Yeah, ribbon things. Yes, ribbon things. Okay. <laughs> Let's get on to the next one. You blew so hard you blew the lights out was something the uncle said. Yeah. And the girl also that. said, like, uh, like the girl's improv and she's great. Will you ever be an uncle? Will I ever be an uncle? Yeah, you, you think? I don't know, actually. Okay. But what if you found out you had a half, like a half sibling out there? Another one? Wait, another one? Yeah, my sister and I are half-siblings. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh. We don't share the same dad. Okay. Did not know that. I forget it all the time. (laughs) Yeah, you guys are so similar looking. (laughs) That's bizarre. Being uncle's okay. I feel like it would be cool. Yeah. Just be like, you get to be the cool relative of the family. Yeah, dip in, dip out. No obligations. (laughs) Just show up and you're like, hey, here's a funny quip. Unless you're like watching them, and then you you're then responsible you, you for their life. You kind of have to stay there yeah. for a little bit. <laughs> uh, there is so much brotherly like flipping off in this, and like, hey, you missed this, and like they flip off the camera, which is like that's sibling shit. Yeah, I feel like the actual one scene where I, one of my favorite scenes, and there's no real reason I guess for it is uh, after they fucking tear into him another time when they're walking through the woods. And they turn around, the can- he like flips them off. You know, the cameraman flips them off mm-hmm. behind them. And I thought that was a good 
that was one of those things where like recalling it to be improv and i know it's like a weird weird silly thing to bring up but like for it to be improv it just kind of flowed like you know a pro cinema there at that point mm-hmm. and i thought it was good that's all uh they also said like i, I know the woods like the back of my hand and the, he's like looking at like what what is the back of your hand <laughs> Again, because you never hear someone say the front of my hand well, they say the palm yeah but is the palm your front who's to say man that's why that guy got confused, and I thought that was, like, the funniest line in the whole movie. <laughs> because if I'm standing like this, this is technically the front of my hands, well, what you're seeing right now. Well, yeah, but you don't usually stand like that. You usually stand, like, with Like your, this. With so your... that's the inside of my hand and the outside of my hand. Yeah. There is no back of the hand. Yeah, guys. <laughs> fuck you if you think so. Okay, so my skin still crawls when seeing the aliens and they, like, turn at you. What would you do in this situation? If I saw an alien? Yeah. I actually thought about that as it was happening. I don't know what the fuck I would do. I feel like if I saw an alien, it would take me time to come to terms with the fact that I'm seeing an extraterrestrial life form. Yeah. And if the alien stopped and looked at me, I don't know if I would run. I don't know what I would do. I feel like I wouldn't know until I'm in that situation. Because a part of me thinks, like, obviously I would run because I don't know what's about to happen and fight or flight's going to kick in. Oh, I'd um, fight. I would definitely flight. <laughs> I'd take out some uh, some brass knuckles and just start punching those big old heads in. But the person in me who's always wanted aliens to be real, mm-hmm. in which I can't imagine a world that they're not. Oh, yeah. But, like, who've always wanted aliens to be real and have always wanted to make contact, part of me, I feel like, would freeze there, partly out of fear, partly for them to make the first move. And if they shoot me dead there, then that's what happens. I, I forget who said it. But they're like the worst thing human civilization on Earth has ever done is project communications out into space Mm -hmm. because that's letting it's not like we don't know if they are friendly, friendly or hostile, but we're letting people we're letting these other beings know we exist. exist and this exists. I what what was it the fucking the Ouroboros object did, did I talk to you about that I you've I know this word so it, it's uh like three or four years ago there was like this weird thing that is you know thought was first thought to be like you know like an asteroid or state space debris that was just kind of like entered our solar system and was like coming like barreling through it but then as they like looked into it more they noticed that it moved a lot like our solar sails move and the way that it kind of just slingshot around the sun and then like quickly exited the galaxy. Dang. Uh, they were like, that moved a lot like, you know, our AI solar sails that, you know, are made to just kind of like navigate and collect data and are powered by, you know, the sun and everything. Damn. So there, a lot of people, I, I think they did a Harvard paper on it of that being like the first actual, maybe there is something out there and maybe it's closer than we think. I don't like first it. First point of contact. I don't like it at all. In the, So when they see the alien, they run, they're like, fuck, and they get in and they're trying to explain to the women of the family and they just go, shut up. 
All of you, shut up. Yeah, like, no one's talking. And this is, I don't know if, like, this is, like, this is kind of a revolutionary movie because it is the first movie in my mind that I can remember of where the women are gaslighting the men to death, where generally it's the other way around or, like, parents gaslighting an authority figure gaslighting. But no, like, these, this... The the matriarchs of this family gaslight these people. Also, like, you could have shown them. Like, maybe because it's Super 8, I don't know how Super 8 works. You would, might have needed to, like, bring up a projector maybe. I'm not 100% sure. Right. Show them this fucking video. Say, like, no, no, no. We need to – no. We are not going to open up fucking presents and eat cake. There are beasts out yeah, there. Yeah, it's going to be like, you guys – because, like – you. They're, they really got subdued by the fact that they just saw a huge, you know, life-changing event of yeah. extraterrestrial life. And they really let themselves get subdued into, let's just continue the party, when that was not very far away from this yeah. house. Like, you ran in this distance in maybe four and a half minutes. Right. Maybe less. You think uh, like, but he was zoomed in pretty far, so, you know, maybe that's a couple hundred feet. <laughs> Still, uh, no, I loved this house. It was great. They When they they, they were like, oh, you put down that gun. I get nervous when guns are around. And then one of the men say, like, well, I get nervous when space things are around. <laughs> good, good retort. That's fair. <laughs> They're sitting back down looking at like the they're eating cake and like he's zooming in on the cake and they say all he ever does is take pictures of cakes now or his food. And and this is an 89. And I say it a lot on podcasts. There is an Adams ruins everything where it's like he ruins generations and millennial Mm -hmm. where. Everything that people say, oh, this is what millennials are doing. The same exact shit was said for Gen X, said for Baby Boomer uh, in newspapers and all of this shit. So uh, generations don't exist. It's just cyclical. Cyclical. Life is cyclical. So great at making a window into a family's get together this movie is. Like it it feels like a real video. Yeah. Yeah. in, in, In certain points. Up until the muzzle flash doesn't happen on when they shoot the guns. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, it low budget. I get it. Yeah, just but it had to because it sounded like it was in the room, uh, like it had to have been a bl- like some sort of blank. They, I don't know how they did that. It, they could have done. Uh, I know a lot of things just come off of like party props sometimes. So they could have had just like a, a you know a gag. Yeah, all the, I did also. Uh, so that those are all my notes, but I did have like issue with him just shooting into the ceiling. Yeah, that scene specifically is where the movie kind of started to fall apart for me because they, like I said, it's an ambitious project, but they took their ambition very far in that scene. One because they have a low budget, so they can't really do much in the way of special effects. So you don't have a muzzle flash going off. You don't have signs of damage when you're shooting into a window and shooting into a ceiling. I also think this is why he shot into the ceiling because a huge plot point or like a course of discourse Mm -hmm. in here is mom has the leaky roof and you're supposed to be fixing it, Michael. He's probably like, we're going to be up on the roof tomorrow anyway. Let's just (laughs) blast a hole into it. We'll patch it up then. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they brought the alien in. Okay, so like that's what happens. They they run away. They see this alien uh, like crawling on the roof. They shoot up at it, and then it falls down. And they bring the alien in, and they want the unmarried uncle was going to shoot it again. Why not do that outside? He was going to shoot it again right. inside. But why not? Like, please, like, blast a hole in it. Because we find out that this thing is still alive. It went out the back and clearly was like, hey, uh, I know how to use doorknobs now here on this earth. Right. We'll go in and then we'll scare these fuckers. I really like the scene where... Well, I think the, uh, the plan for bringing it in, he said, was... yes. You know, but make sure it's dead. Like, do the the second shot, right? Well, yeah, he, was, he he wanted to use it as a decoy for them to like come to target the house to come into the house to get their friend while they ran and get get the truck to drive everyone out of there. Oh no no no! He brought it in for slightly different reasons. He brought it in so they wouldn't see the body out there and be like, "Oh, th- this must be the house that shot that killed our friend." We need to find out whatever's in this house and kill it. Like he was trying to prevent that from happening. Oh, I I heard a different di- line of dialogue too because oh. they 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 were questioning. I think maybe the reasons got crossed in the improv. Okay, because uh, they were questioning like, yeah, why why are you bringing it in? He's like, well, now if we're trying to get away from these things, now one of them is inside of the house. Uh, and they're going to be coming for him. And he's like, good, that's going to give us an extra five minutes so that we can oh, okay, get the truck okay. and get out of here. Yeah, I always thought it was, you know, I always, if I kill a bee, because I heard like when you kill a bee, like it releases a pheromone or whatever. And all the other bees will be like, oh, we need a, our friend died. We need to go and kill whatever killed it. So I will always like spray like cleaner around where <laughs> the bee was and like clean it up. I think that's just for like, I think the pheromone is just like, if it's only dangerous if you're like one close to the hive or two, if there's like a, a tiny swarm with them. Well, still, I'm scared. <laughs> scared. Have you it's, ever seen when like a queen mistakes like a car for like a good nesting place and like someone drives the car and a swarm of bees chases after the car? No. It's like, it's like, yeah, because like a queen's just looking for a place to start nesting and car pulls off so a swarm of bees will just like chase after the car (sighs) and usually the person will like exit the car and leave the car before they know anything's wrong and when they come back to the car this they just like have an entire corner of their car covered in bees trying to get their queen out you ever masturbate with royal jelly sometimes you know (laughs) (laughs) when when i'm feeling the mood (laughs) hell yeah uh so then the next thing like they they're about to leave and then they they're looking at the drawings that the child did, and one of them is an alien head, and they're like, "Where? What? Why did you draw this?" Because they don't describe it. And she's right. like, "It was there was one outside over there." Also, like, fuck that kid for not saying like, "Hey, uh, hey, there's someone staring into our house." There's a thing staring into our house. <laughs> so they then are like, "We we need to get the fuck out of here now." The two adults, the two married men go out they go to the truck but they do not come back they see the gun just like on the door and they're like oh no fuck they calm down they're like let's play some cards oh yeah and then he puts that yeah the the cards being down like 
it's also like they're near like windows in that the kitchen yeah. the sit down area that would be terrifying i would have stayed inside the mate go in the bathroom right somewhere where there's not something that can be seen yeah uh, seen not, in so that they think you're, a you're wall at least of ran. windows yeah well yeah, what a weird priority like i get it like it's a time of stress and I, I guess I understand what they were trying to do. Like, we need to take our minds off it and wait for them to get back or wait for them to bring help. But don't distract yourself with a game of Go Fish. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And was- then he sets down the camera to frame it to, like, look into the kitchen and the back hallway. And then, like, the camera starts, like, getting this hum noise. And then three aliens walk out one looks at the camera screams happen fade to white you you skipped over the cyanic suggestions but oh yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) we talked about that yeah so did you enjoy this is it good i would have enjoyed it more had i gotten the same experience everyone else had gotten i feel like i mean i i knew it was a i i don't know if tyler told me to watch this or if i told him to watch it but i'm pretty sure he did and I think we knew it was a movie. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, I'll say this. For for a first attempt at a movie, for a product of its time, as well as for a very, very, very low budget, I have seen worse movies. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think going into this movie not knowing anything about it is probably the best way. Like Because you're going to know it's a real – like it's a movie, not a real event. Right. But if you're like, hey, this is a found footage movie – watch it you'll you might think oh there's gonna be ghosts and shit but when it takes the turn to aliens you're like oh fuck speaking of found footage movies and aliens you haven't watched any of the vhs things have you i started watching one of them but i ha- haven't seen all of them there's a one where they do do and <laughs> i said do do uh <laughs> there is one where they uh do an alien video and i want to watch that with you hell yeah cool it's all like right. 10 minutes i think Lil Corey, uh, for next month, you get a choice. Do you want horror or do you want fantasy? Oh, fuck. What a choice. Pick a number between four and seven. I mean, that's, but that's. A, do it. Four, five, six. Oh, okay. There are four. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I guess five. All right. That's horror. All right. Lil Corey, what if I told you there's an anime where in the beginning scene, oh my God, it's getting hot and heavy. Uh, a woman's getting done up from behind. It's looking sexy as hell. I'm watching it with my friends in my parents' bedroom, and oh my god, she's saying, "Oh, I'm so hungry for that dick." He hopes, "Oh, I'm so hungry," and then friggin' boob opens with a mouth and bites the man's hand off, and he bleeds out. That sounds pretty dope. Next month we're watching <laughs> Bio Hunters. I've been James. I've been Corey, and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah.